can't. Nigga, I'm solution-based. I don't listen to problems to gossip with niggas. And I understand. But niggas don't have no fucking heart. You can't go to war with niggas who love tangible things. And niggas talk that fucking warrior shit, but these niggas is so unproven. But you give your loyalty to niggas who are unproven, who do shit for money, and that's it. They don't do shit for the love of the people. <laughs> that's real talk. Man. Salute to the kid, man, for that inspirational quote, man. I was thinking about that today. Like, why would I give loyalty to somebody who hasn't? had to show loyalty real spill though just think about that like your loyalty is unproven folks only give credence and appreciation for intangible things something that they can touch something they can see something that they think is beneficial love is just out the picture nowadays just showing love showing loyalty don't say you loyal show it the main people that will say that they law individuals if a storm came their way they will fold man they will fold like how we used to do those pieces in elementary school after we put the ranch on them quick but man thank y'all for tuning in to goat status man we're gonna talk about goats we're gonna talk about that cover that vogue cover with rihanna and asap rocky it's spooky we're gonna talk about the all-star game man and the future of the NBA is in good hands. I got a lot of conversations that I want to talk about today, man. And uh, I got some great songs of the week, man. Thank y'all, man. Make sure y'all share this show, though. Share this show. Subscribe to the channel. Tell your friend to subscribe to the channel. And tell me if y'all like this new little layout I got going on or is it too much, man? But let's get into the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Podcast. I'm going to start the show off with the GOAT conversation because I just want to get it out the way, man, and, and get into the playoffs, man. I know y'all seen the slam dunk contest and enjoyed that. And I ain't drinking wine today, y'all. You know what I'm saying? My mom was telling me, she said, you need to put that wine down for a little while. I'm drinking health aid kombucha, clear out my insides. But let's talk about this GOAT thing for a moment because I think we got to give LL Cool J his flowers first for creating the term. The young folks don't know that. I done said that on the two brothers. I said it on the Jackson boys. I've said it multiple times that LL Cool J created the acronym for the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Now, we got to talk about what makes an individual a GOAT. What makes him a GOAT? I think what makes you a GOAT is doing something challenging, doing something incredible multiple times over and over and over again not just winning championships even though that is high on the priority list but just being great consistently over and over and over again i'm doing something great i'm doing something challenging that the normal person couldn't do so i gotta define why the goat means one the greatest of all time 
the greatest. That means one individual because now nowadays you got young folks and even people my age using it as a plural term, like it can be multiple goats. It could be multiple greats, but greatest is singular. So I think about certain fields because you can be a great in multiple fields. You can be the greatest in multiple fields, but you can be the greatest of your field, like uh, an entertainer. Who would I just think is, is the greatest entertainer of all time? I would say Michael Jackson. People was dying at his shows. But people can make a claim that it's multiple people that are goats in uh, entertainment, in movies and performing, acting and all of that type of stuff, though. But to me, Michael Jackson was the biggest, the greatest that it ever was. I might not have liked everything that he did, bleaching his skin and 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 people proclaimed that he was sleeping in bed with kids and all of that old type of stuff, though. But his performance, what he was good at, he was the greatest. Leave me in, leave something in the comment section, even if that's debatable. Is that debatable to you that he's not the greatest? Because some people say Prince, uh, the Beatles, Busta Rhymes, <laughs> and hip hop. But that's just my opinion. He's the GOAT of entertainment. Okay, we're going to go to part two, man. The the, the next conversation of GOATs. I'm going to go in boxing in the boxing realm and why I think this individual is the GOAT. I would say Mike Tyson was the most entertaining for me. I love seeing people get knocked out in 30 to 45 seconds. That was entertaining. Heavyweight was more entertaining than this little boy boxing that's going on nowadays. Muhammad Ali, he coined himself the greatest. And the things that he did outside of boxing was great, but that's that's another realm now. I can't include the things that you did because people get it confused when they they'll say that he was this, he was real, he was an activist, but that's not part of what I'm giving him the goat for. So Muhammad lost a couple of times and then boxing took a toll on his life physically. We seen him deteriorate. No disrespect, because he's he, he's one of the greats. But my goat and boxing. People may disagree. It's Floyd Mayweather in my lifetime. He never lost. He technically whooped up on everybody. He didn't have to knock people down. See, people will say he didn't knock nobody out, though. That's because you want to be entertained. That's not because he's not great. That doesn't have nothing to do with him not being great. That that was technical. Why he was doing what he was doing. He trying to live to see another day. I'm going to get this 250 to $500 million bag. And I'm going to be healthy for the rest of my life. I would rather have that decision. Than let my ego get in the way. And I try to kill somebody. Or get killed to entertain you lame ass niggas. That don't even care about me at the end of the day. For real though. So when I think about it. Floyd, man, he the goal. If you got something to say about it, argue with me in the comment section. So we're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do basketball last because people love to argue about basketball and and all of that old type of stuff. They 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 go on and on and on about basketball between 
Mike and LeBron and Kobe. And Kobe don't even get mentioned that much because of LeBron. Is his excelling and how fast he's excelling in the game, though. But I'm going to go to the NFL. And I was listening to a podcast today. And one of my GOATs in the realm of this sport, he had this to say. It's kind of changing my mind. But I want to know, do y'all agree or disagree with what's being said? What that looks like. Is Joe Montana's still people... my man. He's still my man. I mean, let's just say, hey, a great quarterback stuff. Hey, I'm still with Joe Montana. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going with uh, Tom Brady. Why? Tom, man, listen. Tom Brady got all the rules on his side. You can't touch him. You know, he said, "Listen, they, 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 they got, they, you can't touch him. If you hit him, if you breathe on him, they're gonna throw a flag." I don't understand how he drops back eight yards and he's sitting in a little cocoon and. They're not sending people at him. Why? Why did well, the defense not sending people? Man, let me tell you something. See, and that would have been a penalty because if, if, if I was playing, <laughs> if I'm playing, I'm hitting him every every play. I but listen, I, even if I had this pat on my ass, I was right. I was right there beside you, brother. Do y'all agree with that? Because I think like I've always I'm a 49ers fan at heart. Been a 49ers fan since 85. I traded up on Joe Montana when Brady got his. That comeback in Atlanta, that was serious. You see, I didn't even say the word right. That was serious. Dead serious. That fourth quarter was serious, nigga. And uh, I didn't think about the rules of the game. Not knocking Tom, not knocking LeBron or Steph Curry, but we got to admit that the rules of the game is in favor of the, the new generation, the new legends in sports. Steph Curry benefit from that. People think that in basketball, hand checking all the way up the court doesn't matter. But it wires on you in the fourth quarter when a nigga got his hand on your shoulder all the way up the court. Hand checking is dead serious. And they can't do it no more. You can't even touch nobody. So I think about when Joe Montana last played at the Niners, me being a fan. The dude that was on the other side of Lawrence Taylor, his name was Pepper something. Help me out in the comment section. What was his name? Pepper something. Him and LT was coming so bad. A quarterback today wouldn't stand a chance. The man, the, the last person to win MVP as a defensive player was uh, LT, and it was the year that they they put them Niners down. In the NFC Championship, they had Otis Anderson. I think I think they beat the Bills that year in the Super Bowl. Don't don't let me get it twisted. I might not be accurate, but I'm thinking about those times. That was the early '90s, man. I was ten, and uh, I always say that Tom Brady is the goat because he had less receivers, and Joe had the best receiver of all time. But The rules was different, man. 
them boys get to sit in that pocket nowadays, and if they get touched, it's a flag, or if they get hit too hard, it's a flag. When I think about that West Coast-style football and the Niners had to play, back in those days, them boys was coming so bad that Joe had two steps. Them boys was running slants and out routes. We wasn't throwing bombs as the Niners. The, the reason Rice's statistics will never be broke is because he was running five-yard slants, taking a ball 95 to uh, 96, 97 yards. You know what I mean? He didn't have time to sit in the pocket and throw rocket launchers. You go back and look at those tapes on YouTube, man. So I'm conflicted now about who the GOAT is in the NFL. Is it Tom? Is it Joe? Because that, that's a serious situation, man. But with that being said, I told y'all before uh, – I showed y'all who was speaking about that topic. And give me y'all GOAT defensive player. Because I, I know who mine is, and y'all know who it is by the video I just played. Something right there. Are you the best defensive player, or are you the best player to ever play football? What do you, I'm not going to say I'm the best player to ever play football. What about but defense? am I the best defensive player? Okay. If not, who? <laughs> Brandon, Reggie Rice. <laughs> Reggie Rice, great player, and I and I put him up there in the same uh, uh, same classes myself. Every time I walk into a room, or I pick up a paper or something, it's uh, LT. Uh, you know, hey, I see an article. They talk about all these people, and then always at the last, my name always shows up in the last sentence of the last paragraph just before they say greatest of all time to me i agree it's only a few people that's comparable to me you can put dion in that conversation but dion to me didn't impact the game like how that boy did 20 sacks one year mvp last mvp on defense ever him ray lewis Reggie White, you can make an argument for any of those brothers. Dion too. Who else? It's a few. I can't remember them all. But for me, impact, I got to change up my offense. Lawrence Taylor, the truth, man. It's just hands down, he the truth. Nigga hit that eight ball, go out there, drunk, smoking cigarettes, Hitting an eight ball before he go, he get out there. Oh my God, it was it was over. But that's my guy, man, and I salute him and everything he did, man. And them my goats, man, and and entertainment, boxing. Uh, I say track and field. Usain Bolt, baseball. I gotta go with Barry Bonds as my goat. Uh, uh football. It's a toss-up between Brady and Montana for me in uh, defense and football, LT. But we got to talk about this basketball thing because it's all-star. It's the all-star episode. And I know y'all watched the all-star game tonight, the dunk contest. I didn't get to watch the uh, the young players play, though, on Friday. I was at work trying to get to some money. That's what I be doing, trying to get to some money. That's all I can do. But – uh. Jordan is my GOAT. Let's get it on out the way. We can't give LeBron 
a full appreciation why he's still in the game. That's just my perception. He's still playing, man. We can't give him the full appreciation until he hangs it up and he got about five more years left in the game or whatever. So with that being said, I gotta go with I gotta go with Mike, man. I just gotta go with Mike. Uh, uh, people will say that he just broke Kareem's scoring scoring record. He got the most points. Mike played 13, 14 years, man. He don't supposed to be no one. He's top five. The other four players that's in the top five of scoring points played 20 years. Carl Malone, 20. Bron, 20. Kobe, 20. Kareem, 20. Mike, 14. And he top five. So what does that say? Take, take six years off of them niggas' career, and what would that say? For the point situation. Then Mike got the most rings out of all, 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 all of those guys. Defense, defensive championships, more than all of those guys. Mike the GOAT, I ain't going to harper on that too much, man, because people will disagree with me and they might turn the show off. When I don't mean no harm. I'm just giving credit in an objective way because at the end of the day, I enjoy sports. I like sports, but I'm not a fan of nobody. And y'all know that if y'all uh, subscribers or people that watch the podcast often because a fan is a fanatic. And at the end of the day, I'm not getting a check from none of these niggas. None of these niggas cutting the check, man. But we're going to get into this All-Star Weekend. That skills competition. I'm just thinking about it. That was trash. They, they need to find something better than that. Remove that whole competition, period. I, I like skills. I like people dribbling and running and all that. But them boys shooting, when they was coming up at those uh, weaving or whatever and shooting that shot, that was disappointing to be NBA players and all of them missed that shot on the first one. Nobody hit that shot at first. The first time, nobody hit that shot. So that skills competition was trash, but I enjoyed the three-point contest because – that was Dame Lillard third time, man, and he deserved it, man. He deserved it. I I appreciate that, and it was fun watching it. It's kind of disappointing not seeing Steph for Clay or who else got that wet stroke out there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody with that wet stroke, man. But Dame Lillard deserved it, man. And I was nervous for him the way that boy from Indiana came out. Ooh. What's his name? Tyrese Halliburton. Something like that. That boy came out here 31 in a row. Wow, wow. Splashing out that bit. But that second time when he came out, his rhythm, I was like, oh, he tripping. He, he like he trying to shoot it too fast, like he in a rush. But that first time when he was shooting it, that stroke was on fire. He was on fire with that stroke. But salute to Dame Dash, man, and I said, Dame Dash. <laughs> no, I'm tripping. Uh, salute to Dame Lillard. And um, the dunk contest. It has, it has been hard for a while now. I think they need to force the stars to get in it. Or don't have no NBA players at all in it. Have them people that be on YouTube going crazy. 
to entertain the people because that's what we want entertainment we want to be entertained and uh that white boy put on the show real talk he put on a show salute to uh kenyon martin son and i forgot dude name in the new york knicks jersey but he was jericho sims trash trash but salute to kenyon martin son and i think the other guy name was something murphy trey murphy they they put on the show they did a pretty good thing though man and it was entertaining but they didn't hold a handle to that white boy here comes mcclung oh that's a hezzy that's called a hezzy dunk so you hezzy in the high school that he played for they broke the iverson and the jj reddick records in the state of virginia here he goes and he's putting on the handle that was it's a wrap like you said it's, it's a wrap uh that was entertaining man when i was watching that though i'm gonna be honest with y'all i thought dude was like five i never seen him before and then everybody told me that he's known for dunking he's known for going crazy with the dunks and i had never seen the guy before but when i first seen him i thought he was like five seven five uh whatever five eight five nine then I looked and he was six two. I was like, ooh, wee wee. He's six two? He the same height as me? And I thought I was tall. Mm. He's six two for real, for real. So when I when I seen that, I was like, oh yeah. He got them flippers. That boy got them flippers, man. On the real though. He got them mega flippers. And I enjoyed it. That's all I can say, man. But what else I enjoyed about the all-star game is that. The way they pick their teams, it reminded me of being in the streets at home. That's what it reminded me of, of being in the streets, because them boys, hold up, hold up, y'all, my fault. Trying to find something for y'all so I can make sure that the podcast dope tonight. Had to get that image of Rihanna and <laughs> Rihanna and uh, ASAP Rocky up. But uh, that pick and uh, pick and play style, that was dope. That reminded me of when I'd be in the streets hooping. It just seemed like, you know what I mean? It was hood basketball. It, it gave it more of that feel of us on the court with the crew, with the guys or whatever. But I, I enjoyed that stuff, that aspect of the game. I enjoyed um, <laughs> the I enjoyed the performances. I enjoyed Tim's and uh, Burner Boy. But the Post Malone, man, Post Malone on drugs, man. I don't know what drugs he on, but he is on some drugs. He on something crazy, too. Not no regular stuff. He on some. I hope he ain't on fentanyl, but this is hey, it's what it looked like, big dog. It looked like he was on that fent fent to me. And uh, 21 Savage might be having the best year out of any artist for real he might just be having the best year because he's everywhere man he was just on the grammys he was at multiple award shows 
uh, hosting award shows. He been at the All-Star game. He performed at the All-Star game, and it wasn't even his song. All-Star game was dope. But what I took from the game is that I didn't see Clay. I mean, I didn't see Steph. I didn't see KD. And I didn't see Giannis play, even though I know that the Alden boys injured. But the NBA, it got a bright future. The boys are in good hands, man. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is a problem, a real-life problem. He can score at will if he want to. He can score at will. And Kyrie, man, thinking about Kyrie Irving, after I, after I seen how good Jason Tatum played, I was like, Kyrie played with LeBron in L.A. And no, LeBron in Cleveland. Then he went to Boston and played with Jason Tatum. And I think they had the Brown guy there, too. They just can't, went to a championship without Kyrie. Okay. Uh, who else? He went and played for He went to the Nets and played with KD and Harden. Now he in Dallas with Luka. He ain't never played on a bad team, man. Never. So, what's his problem? For real, I'm a fan of Kyrie, and, and, and the stuff he do is, like, incredible to me. I'm a fan of him, but he got to get it together, man. He's supposed to have multiple championships. He's supposed to be put up on a pedestal. We're supposed to be loving this guy. And uh, he's not. He's not. I don't know why. I don't know what he got going on. But he need to get together, man. He done play with LeBron, KD, Tatum, Brown, Luka. Do, do y'all think about stuff like that, though? Because I'm tripping off of that. He done had an illustrious career, man. And ain't did nothing but complain the whole time. I done found my little images that I want to have a topic of discussion with y'all about. My fault about the technical difficulties or the the podcast lacking a little bit of energy. But I found my imagery that I want to talk to y'all about. It's some good stuff too, man. That that Rihanna stuff, man. Y'all probably might think that I'm crazy with what I'm about to say. But that imagery means a lot to me. But before we get into that conversation, man, I'm going to play my... Song of the week. Let's get it. Let's go. Somebody got answered. Told him put his gun down and he didn't make it to another November. Told my boy to leave town, but he don't have the bread to really leave the cutter. And I'm starting to wonder, gotta find ways to not go under. Bro wants to kill again. Told him be pacing, you don't kill civilians. The drop will come back out if it's raining. Now we don't pray for war But if it comes, niggas know what we do for Niggas know what we do for Shoot 
That song's so fire, man. Metro booming album. If y'all ain't up on the new Metro, man, y'all sleep, big dog. Real talk, man. I I really rock with that album, though. But I'm going to get into this conversation with this image of Rihanna. I can't pull the image up for some some reason. I ain't did it in a while, and I'm slipping on my pimping, man. Real talk. I'm slipping on my pimping on the show. I apologize to y'all, but I think I got it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I got it. I got it. My computer. Okay, let's upload it then. Let's upload it then. Oh, now nah, they won't let me. Okay, so I'm going to get to the conversation. I'm going to quit worrying about my, my errors, my faults, and my mess-ups, though. But I had the imagery of the, the Rihanna and the ASAP Rocky Vogue picture. And I just want to say that that photo is not done by accident. I posted it in the Facebook group and on my Instagram page and stuff. And and people was talking to me like, she's worth a billion dollars. What you supposed to do? You, you'll do anything for some money, though. That let me know that you haven't never had no money. So you'll sell your soul. You'll wear a dress. You'll be a whore on on multimedia platforms just so you can be seen and, and feel accepted by others just because that girl got some money you y'all worse than the, the prostitutes out here y'all sell y'all sell for some money for real and then the picture right when i think about the picture i think about the man's posture for real though the man's posture said a lot you know what I'm saying? His, his posture was like, ooh, blasphemy. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I can't believe that niggas is agreeing to this. Like, it, this is what's up. Like, this is cool. This is acceptable. I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. To me, looking at that image, he looks like the nurturer. He he's in the background holding the baby. He looked like he's the ones that's nurturing, raising the baby. I thought that was the mother's position. Am I wrong in this aspect? Am I wrong though? It seems like we're accepting everything nowadays. This is a promotion of role reversal. And some people will say that, Trev, we accept that nowadays. I want to be a stay-at-home husband. I don't care if my, my woman make all the money. Me neither, though. I don't care neither, though. But it's still balance. Or do we still live by balance? Does balance even matter? Because if balance don't matter to you, then go ahead and be the female. Go ahead and, and, and do that and, and be that and accept that. But that's not who I am, though. That's just not who I am, man. And that photo was not by accident. That's all I got to say about that. That photo was not by accident. That photo is actually a disgrace to me. I'm looking at the photo right now. If y'all wonder what I'm looking at, I'm looking at the photo. Since I can't pull it up on the screen, I'm going to pull it right here. That photo is a disgrace, man. But who am I, though? Y'all don't care. That's what y'all want in life. That's that's Y'all agree to that. Like a lot of folks agree to that lifestyle and think it's okay, you know what I mean, to 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 live like that 
And a lot of men ain't men. A lot of men ain't men. Real spill, dog. What else I got to pull up? What else? What else topics I got to pull up? Okay. I want to talk about Chris Brown arguing. He on Instagram doing a lot. I want to talk about this dude named Robbie Starbucks, something that just ran across my radar as of recently. I think he put this information and this this stuff out when Takeoff died. But this Robbie Starbucks conversation about him exposing the music industry, it just ran across my radar. So let, let's tap in with it. The truth is this, a bunch of young black male rappers keep dying. You know who's not dying? Record executives. The record executives that push for them to continue to make songs and create a culture that is obsessed with death, drugs, and sex, period. The industry is obsessed with it, but those record executives, they're not dying because they don't push this culture on their own people, but they're encouraging you to push it on yours and they're paying you handsomely to do it. The reality is I know a lot of you. A lot of you are good people, your family guys, you're not the image that you put out there to the world. Why? Why don't you be the example? Stand up. I challenge you. Be the example. Make music about the culture you want to see. Don't just get online today and talk about how, you know, whenever a rapper makes it, his own people take him down. Don't just make those videos. Don't be sad. Don't rest in peace. None of that stuff. Be the change you want to see. Inspire it in your community. Reach out to other rappers and say, we have to stop. We're being used. You've been used for a long time. You know, they create this paradigm to make you believe that you're so important and your celebrity status is worth so much. But in truth, you're a pawn in their game and you always have been. The government has wanted to hold down communities of people in different ways through different methods for a very long time. Their method in the black community has been to use entertainment to create a culture obsessed with death, drugs, sex, and money so that they could create a false paradigm of what happiness and what success really was. And in doing so, they created a world that also made people more dependent on government and as a result, gave themselves more power. The record executives that push you to do this, to go and continue to profit off the backs of your work they're in cahoots with the elite. They're in cahoots with the government. They want you to think you're important, but in truth, you're just doing their dirty work for them. So stop. They've empowered you in ways that are real. You have an audience. You have platforms. You have the ability to make change. So go against the grain together. They're more afraid of you all together standing up and creating a new culture that's built around family, faith, freedom, doing the right thing, valuing life than they are of anything else. I gave him some claps because that's the right message, but he the wrong messenger. And that message has been spat multiple times by people that look like the people who make the rap records. We all know this. We all know that the record label's in cahoot with the banks, the government, the, the people in power, but we got people in power now too, though. It's just about, to me, this stuff is so deeply embedded in the black culture that I won't be alive by the time 
folks are willing to come together to see some change. I want to see some change. I want to see young black brothers go about it in a different route, though, but we starving. <laughs> How you going to tell somebody starving and see an opportunity to not go for the opportunity? It ain't about white folks giving us reparations, the government giving us something. I understand we do need to come together and get this money and and make a change but how you gonna tell a young how somebody broke or not presenting opportunity for you gonna tell you that something he thinks will work is gonna work and it's gonna better your life i remember i used to tell my pastor this man rest in peace to my pastor I used to be like, you can tell me all the good things in the world, but if you can't show me, you can't present no opportunity to me, then everything you saying is going to go in one ear and out the other one when I walk out this door because I'm still hungry. I still got I to survive. And that's what the, the youth ain't paying attention to that, man. You got to show them that the route that you telling them to take is beneficial show don't tell me because show me don't tell me what what the beginning of the podcast <laughs> why am i loyal to somebody who hasn't proved that they loyal to me we're gonna get into a a couple of more conversations i got i got a lot of topics to talk about man real spill before i get into some more hip hop though. I'm gonna play my record. One more of my records. And then I'm gonna get into a couple of hip hop topics, man. People are coming at Jay Z. The GOAT. Or is he the GOAT? People coming at Jay Z. But we're gonna get into this Nip Hustle vibe, man. Loaded bases. Let's do it. Loaded bases. That's my motivation. Nigga feeling lucky, we should go to Vegas. 2018 motor transportation. Got me feeling over anxious like a home invasion. My dough inflated and I'm more creative. It's like a couple big deals, but it's no parade. See, it's a couple niggas every generation. I wasn't supposed to make it out with the code to matrix. And when they get to speak, it's like a coded language. Reminds niggas that they strengthen all the stolen greatness. We used to shoot at niggas out the mobile station. Full circle, mobile motivation. Self-educated through negotiations Got these sharks that I'm sitting at this table with afraid to bait me No ten on my Mercedes, that's for inspiration Two kilos on my neck like the fucking 80s Boy, side slots and have no my demonstration Born and raised, y'all affiliated It's really greatness Riding around like I really made it Loaded bases, I'm going Willie Mason Yeah, listen to my ambition cause I'm on one Swinging for the fences for the home run Even further It's a first first It feels like every second's being stolen I risk it for every ticket we sold them You got the ball, I'ma take it home Bottom line, I'ma make it home Podcast
dope record, man. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, man. One of the greatest, man, to to me, my opinion. A lot of people only got on Nipsey Hussle when he passed away, man. But I was listening to Nipsey Hussle before Nipsey Hussle probably even knew he was Nipsey Hussle. When he was doing records with Dom Kennedy, man, and those records was fire. That's what put me on the Nipsey Hussle. Then he started doing records with Rick Ross, the self-made compilations and all of that. And those songs are fire also. But rest in peace to the guy, man. We're going to take the conversation on to L.A. Got to take the conversation to L.A. because Chris Brown been making some noise lately with his perception of how he's being treated. When he's dropping high-quality music, he's a very talented artist, man. He's up there with some of them entertainers that I was talking about when I was talking about the goats. He's up there, but will he ever get the chance? So in his story on Instagram recently, he put this conversation in. I'm about to read it, and then we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to talk about it for real because the conversation went from the white man telling us what to do to us doing what the white man do, and we get ridiculed for life for it as black individuals. So this is what he said. Where are the counter, where are the council culture with these white artists that date underage women? Beat the F out their wives. Give B's AIDS. Oh, that's right. They are your buddy. No more fake love for me. Stay out my way or get ran over. Simple as that. None of you and I mean none of you can F with me. None of y'all can F with me, so here goes next. His next uh, Instagram post. If you still hate me for a mistake I made at 17 years old, please kiss my whole entire. I'm 33. I'm so tired of y'all running with this narrative. You weird ass are the same ones that tune in every week to see Blueface and Crayshawn. Beat the hell out of each other in front of the world. But that's okay. It's entertainment. Y'all can respectfully. It's starting to seem like it's, it is acceptable because Blueface and Crayshine is always fighting. They always online fighting. And, and they still accept it. Rihanna and Chris Brown had that fight years ago. It elevated her career to heights that is unmatched and chris brown is more talented than her i will say that he's more talented than her and his career is in the tanks for the talent that he has for his talent his career is in the tank to me so on his post he put mel gibson pled guilty to a no contest and a battery charge regarding his damn wife Sean Penn was arrested for domestic violence. Nicholas Cage was arrested for domestic battery and disturbing the peace. Ozzy Osbourne was arrested for domestic violence. Tommy Lee was arrested for domestic violence. Guns and Roses arrested for domestic violence. Charlie Sheen was arrested for choking his wife. Domestic violence. Uh, Steven Seagal, abusive domestic violence, sexual harassment, assaulting women on sets of movie sets. Damn. Nigga, all, these, 
all these dudes though still got careers still highlighted still in the theaters they ain't even just netflix dudes they their career said whew, after they did some crazy stuff chris brown career went in the tank man i salute chris brown and one thing i was listening to star on the star report said he need to come out and and, and do an apology or, or a sincere one because the thing is is that us as the black community accept him but we can only accept him and our acceptance can only take him so far we only 12 percent of the country man we're only 12 percent of the country so our acceptance can only take him so far he got to get back in the good graces of the white folk i hate saying that but it's true though they the people that can put you you want to be in hollywood you live in hollywood you're gonna have to act Hollywood and be obedient to Hollywood, or you're gonna have to move. He could have moved to Atlanta and did his thing and, and got popping to make Hollywood want him back, but he chose to stay. So at the end of the day, you gotta accept whatever come your way, big dog. But salute to Chris Brown, man. Continue to be great. Before I get up off of this thing, though, man, what conversations I got? Okay. Back to the GOAT conversation. People been coming at Jay-Z kind of hard recently. People been coming at, at Hove hard. Gip, he been on, I forgot the name of the podcast or the channel, but he been on there talking crazy to me and saying a lot of things. 50 Cent been coming at jay-z in any kind of way we talked about a couple of podcasts ago where he said that uh, uh he looked like basquiat he's trying to wear his hair like basquiat like he's he's mimicking himself after a gay painter then 50 also said that uh eminem is more impactful on the hip-hop culture than jay-z why is he trying to like 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 discredit hove man i'm not a fan of nobody i said that many podcasts i'm not a fan of nobody but i like creativity and talent and i acknowledge when somebody is great at what they do and jay-z is great at what he does if 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 you want to be involved in that field you got to inspire to be jay-z who's higher if you want to be a hip-hop artist who do you inspire to be if you don't be yourself but 50 Cent said something else, man, that was weird to me, but we're going to check it out. So, like Future said in the streets, he's bigger than Hove. Yeah, he is. He feels that. Way bigger. Like, there's consistent music from him that didn't chart, that is a huge records that people, like, love and appreciate that. Look, Future's going to have to have internal, be number one internally, because he. Those records didn't chart. Like his better records. Are you are you concerned the future doesn't love himself? No. What I'm saying is, he's gonna have to hold. When later in his career, they're not gonna look at the stats and say we should pay you this kind of money because of records that were great on the street. Y'all know when I was in D.C., I went to a Future concert and I never seen nothing like that before in my life. The dope boys. 
kingpins. They was outside. Everybody in designer was outside. Them folks in them Lambos and Lambo trucks and Bugattis and the money, them, them boys with that money was outside. I have to agree. And I don't even know why it's a topic of discussion because Jay-Z is bigger on a, a global level. He, he's partnering with people in other countries on alcohol. <laughs> For real, though. He's in with the elites on, on a major level, but in the streets. We're going we're gonna to talk about this for a minute. In the streets, who bigger than future? Nobody. There has never been a street artist that rapped about street activities that packed out basketball stadiums, professional NBA basketball stadiums. Correct me if I'm wrong. Not no trap street southern artists packing out basketball stadiums alone. That's the key because y'all say 50 did it. 50 was with M and Dre. You know what I mean? He had G Unit with him when he was doing those shows. He he had a, a, a plethora of people to up on the future alone. No backup opening acts, no none of that. He he making Basketball stadiums turn into a club. He turning them into clubs. So, is he the biggest in the street? Why, certainly. And like 50 Cent said, man, he just going to have to be confident in that aspect of knowing that he's that. And and to me, in the street, he bigger than whole. That's, that's accurate. That's an accurate conversation. But we're going to get into another conversation that's including Jay-Z. People keeping their name in his mouth lately. In they mouth. Not his paws. Hands from New York, and they say, hey, bro, big hands down. They say, first of all, tell me what Jay-Z album was better than Life After Death. None. None. Okay. Okay, tell me a Jay-Z album that was better than Goddamn When Pac Came Home. All eyes on me. Me Against the World was a classic. Two. <laughs> And could stand up against a lot of albums, too, when he went to jail. And when he went to jail, that's when he dropped me against the world and was killing the streets. So I'm like, bro, I was there. I lived through that shit. And you had to have a lot of things happen for you. And a lot of people had to get on your team to push you up here when these guys made that kind of noise without them people being like that. I had to hit the, the school bell like when class be released, but class is in session on this part, man. We got to talk for a minute because this may be disrespectful to some of my people from New York, but Big never had a classic album. Sorry. Big had classic records. No album Big ever came out with, I can play it straight through. Tupac, All Eyes on Me. A phenomenal album. A dope double disc album. 
Big Boy album. Great album. I enjoyed that album. It got some hits on it. I can't count. Jay-Z's Blueprint. And Reasonable Doubt. It's better than those albums, my opinion. Both of those albums. Tupac's Me Against the World, All Eyes on Me Against the World was a mother, though. That was a real deal album. But we got to let hip-hop grow. Just like I don't, I don't hate on LeBron James' success. A lot of people want to live in the past and say that my, Michael Jordan is my GOAT. Actually, but I'm not hating on LeBron James. You got to let things grow. You hold on to the past, you're going to continue to live in the past. Don't nobody want to live in the past their whole life, man. For real, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what's going on now, and I would like to enjoy what's going to happen in the future. But at the end of the day, I can't be just, just just focused on the past, man. Real talk. Those are great albums, not taking nothing away from Big and Pop, but they was great for their time. Blueprint was great for its time. I don't know if Life or Death, Life or Death definitely didn't have the impact All Eyes on Me and the first Blueprint had. The first Blueprint came out the day of 9-11, if, if y'all remember. It came out on 9-11, but nobody playing nothing else in the world. That was playing it. That was, the, that was it. That was the hottest record in the street. All Eyes on Me when Tupac came out. That was, a, that was a hot record. That was the hottest record in the street. But I'm not hating on Tupac when I say this, but specifically for me, that wasn't my type of music. I never was a, a fan of too much West Coast music. I like West Coast music, but I, I never was a fan of that California love and was a couple of more than records off of that. It was I, I'm a, a deep cut track type of guy. I'm not a commercial type of guy. Most folks like the the radio records, the songs that's on the radio that everybody else singing. That I, you can keep it. You know what I mean? What what's the deep meaning for cuts that's on the album? And to me, the blueprint had more than pops. So. That cap bit guilt, man. You talking about the past, man. You done had 30 years. When you gonna drop something classic, nigga? Why you doing all this talking about the next, man? But hey, man, thank y'all for tuning in. I was think I wasn't even thinking of doing the pod this week. I kind of had a couple of technical difficulties on this show, man, but it's cool. It happens sometimes. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in, though. Real talk, man. I'm up at this thing, man. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money. Yeah. Jackson.